Hey there, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions, such as how do I get my show on Spotify and all the other places people love to listen? How can I make money with this podcast? And where do I want to host this show? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors so you can get paid to podcast. As an Anchor user myself, I love how easy it is to upload my podcast and the fact I can get to Spotify and other platforms. Plus, I love the fact I can now start making money with my talent and my podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Pulse Podcast Network. Keeping your finger on the pulse. PulsePodcastNetwork.com this is the gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Have you been searching for the best ticket deals around? Well, look no further. With TickFlix, the price you see is the price you pay. And TickFlix just happens to have over $6 billion in ticket inventory just waiting for you. They absolutely mean it when they say every ticket, every venue, everywhere. And you can save even more with promo code PULSE in all caps to save you 5% off your total purchase. Just go to TixFlix.com and click the search bar. Search events based on your geographic location. Pick the show you want and BAM! It's showtime. Sporting events, Broadway shows, concerts and more with TixFlix.com. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for the email newsletter so you can stay up to date on the latest news and savings with TixFlix. That's TixFlix.com. T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. It's episode 87, and a new dawn is upon us. Find out the changes happening on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Also, get some local sports delivered to you, such as Wright State winning both regular season titles in basketball. Who will play in an upcoming senior all-star game in Columbus? Your district winners for girls basketball, and who's playing for districts in boys basketball. And we close out the hockey season in the local area. If it's sports in the Cincinnati and Dayton area, it's here on the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. One note before we continue on with episode 87. I'm feeling under the weather, so if you're wondering why my voice isn't as alive as it normally is, it's not that I don't want to do this podcast. I've actually been looking forward to doing this episode, actually, but I'm under the weather. So today's episode is brought to you by the sinus and congestion and pain pills because my head is hurting. 
least the shivers and the wild temperature swings have gone away. So, you know, maybe, just maybe, there's hope for yours truly. Anyway, I hate fluff in the beginning of my podcast, but we're going to have to talk a little bit fluff on this episode. As you might have noticed, all the episode numbers are gone. And that's because of an email that Apple sent out saying that don't put episode numbers in your title. There's the metadata and everything for that. And then a couple days later, Apple sends an email, which is cut off a mid-sentence, you know, just like the Sopranos where that... Oh, right, I still have a podcast to do. Sorry. Anyway, then they come back and say, no, I mean, it's not recommended, but we're not going to boot you off, so... Instead of re-adding the episode numbers, I'm just going to, you know, there's going to be a change in how they're labeled on the actual podcast episode. On my website, theleewmallon.com, it's still going to be, that. that's not going to change. It's just the actual episode. If you listen to the different platforms available, you're not going to see episode so-and-so and some weird title name that I thought up. Actually, while I'm sticking on the title thought I'm going to do my best to make it not a stupid title name anymore and according to a poll which I read on my podcast Twitter Gem on Queen Crown I think it was 69% saying that just use an episode name and then use it or make the episode name the main topic that I spend most of my time on I was thinking, well, sometimes there's topics that I talk about type of thing for about an equal amount of time. So I might, I'm still kind of planning on the changes here, but I think for this one, it'll be the first topic I cover. So no episode numbers anymore in the title. Maybe no stupid title names anymore with interviews Lately, I've just been putting the person that I've interviewed and then interview. It's easy. You can go to it. Bam. Right there. Type of thing. The RSS feed has been changed. Uh, said goodbye to FeedBurner. It's the first thing I did. And now, because everything's on Anchor now, running through Anchor, it has opened up listenership support listener support if you go to anchor.fm slash the Lee W. Mowen and you feel like I deserve a little bit of support you can pledge 99 cents a month for 99 or 9.99 a month you don't have to I'm still doing this this is uh, this project is a labor of love and it's to show since nine Dayton media that continuing to throw my resume in the trash is a Huge mistake. So, there you go. And plus, you know, local sports need to be covered. I've also thought about Roman numerals, but then I'm like, eh, I don't know that many. And plus, we're getting close to episode 100, and after that, eh, who wants to see all those? Who wants to see all those letters and everything? So, maybe, maybe not. This podcast is still available on PulsePodcastNetwork.com and the Pulse Podcast Network folks, they're good people and there's a lot of topics that are 
covered on the website. You can shop for your favorite podcast stuff, which reminds me I need to make a couple things to put in the shop. But, yeah, you can visit the network home of the Gem and the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast there. Like I said, good people, and I really felt like the numbers have jumped up quite nicely since joining. I mean, they've helped me out a lot with spreading the good word. So, there you go. Let's start off with sports. Fluff only took about mm, a couple minutes, so that's not bad. And really, it's it's important for the podcast. It's not like, well, this Sunday, I had an ice cream sandwich, and it was great. Then I saw this movie. Oh, we're supposed to be talking about sports? Now let me talk about something else. So, something big that's happened at Wright State University, and we're not talking about the strike, and I'm not putting my thoughts on that, is men's and women's basketball taking the regular season titles out of the Horizon League, which is a big enough deal for one team, but when both your basketball teams do it, that's uh, that's a pretty happening year at the old WSU. And I'm quite excited because let me tell you about the women's basketball title. It's the first in program history, which is big enough news on its own, but as I mentioned in previous podcasts, that Green Bay's been, you know, top of the mountain for quite some time. In fact, Green Bay had a streak of 20 straight regular season titles, either shared or won solo by the Phoenix. And in fact, Green Bay Wright State shared it a couple years ago. Don't remember which season it was, but it, it happened a couple years ago. When you're able to play that strong ball, and when you're able to go... 9 and 0 in conference play at home. That's huge. That's huge. It's I mean it it's an awesome thing when you can knock off someone that's been ruling the top of the mountain for quite some time. Green Bay did finish second, a game behind Wright State, and the trip to Michigan, although Detroit Mercy and Oakland were towards the bottom, yeah, they were both interesting games. Then Wright State took both the wins against Detroit Mercy and Oakland for the first solo tile in program history. So congrats go out to the women's basketball Raiders. The men's basketball, they had the dreaded trip to Wisconsin, which is always spelled certain doom and gloom for Wright State. I don't know what it is. I mean, I know Green Bay and Milwaukee are pretty far away from Dayton, Ohio. I mean, you don't need to tell me that, but it's always been, if you can get the sweep up there, you, you pretty much, you're pretty much on the way for a title. And I mentioned that Wright State in the past few seasons have had troubles winning at Milwaukee. And I thought it was going to be a Wright State win at Green Bay and possibly a loss at Milwaukee. Turns out it's the exact opposite. Uh, the Raiders lost at Green Bay. The Phoenix have always had an answer in that game. When Wright State cut it close, the Raiders shot a ton of threes. And I forget what the percentage was, but the Raiders did fall to Green Bay and then won at Milwaukee. Uh, the Panthers did try a last-second three-point attempt to tie it, and it did not fall through. Northern Kentucky swept 
the Wisconsin trip as the Norse needed Wright State to fall Milwaukee to take the title for themselves and the number one seed overall. And it turns out that Wright State's Milwaukee win helped share that title between the Raiders and the Norse. So you have two Horizon League regular season champs in Northern Kentucky and Wright State. And the Raiders, because of Oakland finishing higher, the Raiders got the overall number one seed. So both teams have had the number one seed, and I'm very certain it's the first time at Wright State, especially in the Division One era, starting from 1987-1988 school year. It's huge. And the Raiders, with this new Motor City Madness adjustment, I guess is the proper term, with that new format that MCM's doing, the top four teams out of the eight that make it, eight out of ten, meaning if you finish ninth or tenth, that's your season. The first four teams in the league will get to host a quarterfinal game before making the trip up north to Little Caesars Arena in Detroit, Michigan for Motor City Madness. And both of the quarterfinal games start tonight for Wright State. It's a doubleheader of hoops action. The women will take on the Oakland Golden Grizzlies at 5.30, and the men have the IUPUI Jaguars at 8 o'clock. Go support the Wright State Raiders. Two great teams. Historical season for both. It's going to be a great time at the Nutter Center. So congrats go out to my alma mater Raiders. And let's win the whole darn thing. Wright State, because they're the number one seed, I believe if they don't make it through the tournament, the NIT bid goes to the Raiders. And for the women, it's the WNIT, but same thing applies. As we move on from basketball to hockey for a little bit, as we talk about the 2019 Post-Ohio Districts Tournament in Springfield, Ohio, yours truly got the chance to call all 12 games from the NTPRD Chiller on YouTube. We couldn't stream live because the internet didn't want to really work for us, but we've recorded them, and I'm pretty sure once I start uploading this, I'm going to start uploading the games onto YouTube, so look for that on social media very soon. I was really happy to be bringing the action from the Chiller in Springfield. It's my first time ever there. Actually, my first time ever being at the NTPRD Chiller. Downtown Springfield's changed. There's still a lot of old buildings, especially off to the east, but you look towards the north, there's a giant hospital. And I guess the last time I was in Springfield is when Macy's closed because it still looked like Lazarus. I mean, Macy's closed, and now Sears is closing, so that mall is pretty much dead. And last time I was in downtown Springfield, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. It, I think it was college. So it's it's been a while since I went through Springfield. Anyway, the six teams that were part of it were Beaver Creek, Alter, Troy, and LaSalle. 
And then we had two JV squads of youth hockey in the Dayton Stealth and the Indian Hill Rangers. And what the pod is designed to do, it's designed to, you know, give teams a chance to play hockey and remember their careers, not just off a big blowout loss to a strong Columbus team. It's to actually, you know, have a chance to shine one last time before hanging up the skates in high school. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun seeing the local people one more time before hanging up the headset. And the Alter Knights came away with the trophy. Alter played incredibly strong that whole tournament. The first two games, they outscored their opponents 10 nothing and 14 nothing. They tied with Beaver Creek 1-1 and then beat Beaver Creek for the trophy 3-1. So, yeah, Alter did quite well. In fact, we had two players, at least two that I know of, that broke their school's single-season record for goals scored. And that was for Beaver Creek Mason Mickish with... Uh, fifth, it was in the 50s on both accounts. And for Alter, it was Luke Dinkins. And Dinkins hoping to get to 60. I think he might have got to 59, maybe 60. But it's cool when you can break your school's record. For Beaver Creek, it was a record that wasn't that old. It was a couple years back for Ethan Green. And... For Alter, I'm not sure who the last... Actually, no, I do remember. Joe Hammerley, which, again, a night that's not too far back in history, I think. Last year was his senior year. But it was really cool to see that. It was really cool to see hockey for 12 more times before hanging up the headset. I loved it, and I know the whole point was to bring competitive hockey to the area one last time, although there were some games that ended up in blowouts. But all six teams played hard. That's all you can really ask for and gave everyone a show. Real good hockey at a real good price as well. And a real nice rink too. The weird thing about the NTPRD chiller is there's one sheet of ice, whereas your chillers in Columbus have at least two. And normally on your mezzanine, you can walk behind and then there's the other rink right there. So it was a little different, but still a lovely place and still nice to be able to call those games. I'll have them upload on YouTube shortly and follow me on social media to find out when that is. And now it's time to talk about ice hockey playoffs. I mentioned this while waiting for the championship game on Sunday and it's Dublin Jerome representing Columbus once again the Celtics defeated Olin Tangy Liberty one to nothing really close game always a fun battle between the Celtics and Patriots and Dublin Jerome will have University School who pulled off a 2-1 upset over number one Gilmore Academy Gilmore Academy's been the number one team in the state for about all season. Actually, they're tied for first with St. Ignatius. So that's Columbus versus Kent District winner. And the winner of that will play for the state champ. 
The semifinals are Saturday. The championship game is Sunday. And next week I'll tell you who won the whole kit and caboodle. St. Ignatius looking for four straight titles in hockey. It'll be played at Nationwide. And speaking of Nationwide Arena, there's an all-star game coming to you as well. It is the 2019 Senior All-Star Game. And it is seniors that are picked by the organization. It will be South and West versus North and East. For South and West, you have Cincinnati and Dayton, but you also have it extended to Toledo and Finley. So think... I don't want to tell you West of I-71, but think, yeah, West, East. That's probably the easiest thing to say it. For your local schools count, you have nine players represented from Cincinnati and Dayton, 11 from Columbus, and five from Toledo. And Moeller led the Sunday count with three. Centerville has two, one each for St. Xavier, Elder, Alter, and Talawanda. And your list is as follows. Your three goalies will be Anthony Wayne, Sam Thomas, Dublin Jerome's Mark Bishop, and St. Xavier's Bailey Hammonds. And that's a big honor for Bailey Hammonds. The Bombers have won three straight uh, Swashel titles, or uh, tournament titles, I should say. And you know why? Because Hammonds is definitely that cornerstone of the Bombers team. Plays exceptionally well, and I don't believe I really saw Hammonds take a loss. With the exception of Springboro, but that's a non-conference still. In conference, this year Hammonds and the Bombers were undefeated. So, very big honor for Bailey and very well-deserved honor for Bailey Hammonds. We'll now talk about the defensemen from Moeller, Shea Black. From Sylvania, Northview, and the Toledo area, Tyler Frederick. Columbus Academy with Gunnar Geiger. Dublin Jerome, Ryan Jenkins. Back to Savannah Northview with Trevor Klee. You have Craig Lutwin with Olentangy Liberty. Reed Perry of Finley. And from Centerville, Josh Seabacher. And we'll talk about the Fords. There's a lot of them, so hold on to your hats. Nick Augustine of Dublin Jerome. Trent Belly of Dublin Jerome. Luke Dinkins of Alter, the captain of the Knights. Matt Larkin for Elder. And Matt's representation in this All-Star game is just the fourth time that an elder senior has been picked to play. Very, very well-deserved honor for Larkin. From Centerville, Drew Schemmel. And from Thomas Worthington, Nick Schreiner. Toledo St. Francis, Nathan Shelnick. Talawanda has Josh Schrader. Bowler has Drew Toten. From Upper Arlington, Hunter Triplett. Columbus Academy, Cole Walker. Jordan Walter of Moeller, J.P. Weaver of Dublin Jerome, and Gabe Zipser of Olentangy. That's your list of the entire roster of Southwest. Like I mentioned, well-deserved honors for all the group. And following Seabacher and Schemmel's career, my three years covering Elks hockey, very well-deserved. Schemmel, unconscious again. Don't know what his final goal tally was, but I can tell you, yeah, it, he had a tremendous career at Centerville. And Josh Seabacher, very strong defenseman, one of two senior defensemen on that blue line for the Elks. 
Definitely well-deserved as well. Seabacher reached his 100th career point with the Elks this season. Schemmel his 200th. And we look at the other teams. I mentioned Matt Larkin being only the fourth Elder Panther to play in this. It was a very rough year for Elder, but I can tell you Matt Larkin, definitely a special talent on that team. And definitely when Elder had their stronger teams in the past two seasons before this season began. Ron Larkin, Matt Larkin, and Matt Mahan, that line was dangerous. So congrats go out to all of them. Like I mentioned, I saw Luke Dinkins break the school record for single season goals scored. Definitely well-deserved honor. Great two-way player, great speed, great handle of the puck. So it was great to see Dinkins get it. Josh Schrader scored his 100th goal with Talawanda in his career this year. Well-deserved honor for Schrader. I mentioned Bailey Hammonds. Shea Black, solid defenseman, bowler, the longest-lasting team in the Sunday area and state playoffs. And Dublin Jerome, well-represented. Five Celtics on that list. But when you're playing in the final four in the state, it's kind of warranted. For Columbus, I mentioned Dublin Jerome with five, but it's well spread out after this. Upper Arlington, Thomas Worlington, Olentangy, and Olentangy Liberty with one apiece, and Columbus Academy, their first year as a program, with two. For Toledo, Northview had two, Finley with one, uh, St. Francis with one, and Anthony Wayne with one. And again, for the Sunday area, Moeller with three to lead the area, Centerville two, and one for Talawanda, Alter, Elder, and St. Xavier. Congrats go out to those seniors. They will be playing this Saturday, March the 9th, at Nationwide Arena. It is free admission, and you can bid those seniors one final hurrah as they play at the NHL home of the Blue Jackets, and soon to be the AFL home of the Columbus Destroyers. And while wrapping up the Senior All-Star Game, it's time to take a break here on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. This is Lee W. Mowen of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Are you looking for something new in fantasy sports? The All-Sports League is a 10-person online draft where you pick two full teams instead of players from eight different sports for a 16-team roster. It goes like this. If you get the first pick, would you go with the Golden State Warriors, pick the World Series defending Boston Red Sox, or head to the gridiron thinking that Clemson repeats or Alabama knocks them off? Online drafts start on June 16th, but spots are filling up quickly. Come check it out at allsportsleague.com. This is for listeners of the Gem on the Queen's Crown. Use the promo code PULSE and the number one and get $10 off. Again, that's PULSE and the number one to get $10 off. Sign up today and get to work with your new challenge of learning the rules and creating your very own big board like never before. We'll see you there at allsportsleague.com. Promo code PULSE1. We'll continue with part two of episode 87 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast, after these messages. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast, part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Did you know that you could be using this spot to advertise your company or business? Well, I've done the research, and PodcastInsights.com report that podcast listeners are loyal, affluent, and mostly college-educated, but most importantly, are five times more likely to interact with the ad they hear on their favorite podcast than an ad from any other medium. 
you would like to advertise your company or brand with our network, it's simple. All you have to do is send an email to marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. I'll say it one more time. Marketing at pulsepodcastnetwork.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. And going back to the pod tournament after those lovely words, I have the results here. I forgot to mention those. I'm sorry. But your first day, March the 1st, had Alter defeating the Dayton Stealth JV squad 10-0. You had Indian Hill defeating Troy 11-1. And for the last game, Beaver Creek took down LaSalle 4-2. Our second day, Saturday, had six of results. And Alter defeated Troy 14-0. The Dayton Stealth defeated LaSalle 6-3. A 1-1 tie between Beaver Creek and Alter. The Dayton Stealth handed Indian Hill a heartbreaking 3-2 loss as the Stealth scored the game-winning goal 12 seconds left in regulation. LaSalle took down Troy 9-3 and Beaver Creek handled Indian Hill 6-2. That set up Sunday for 5th place. Troy got some revenge by knocking off LaSalle 2-1. The Dayton Stealth handed Indian Hill a 4-1 loss. And for 1st place, Alter defeated Beaver Creek 3-1. Like I mentioned, very fantastic tournament. It's focused on giving the local OHSAA and USA hockey teams a fun and competitive way to close out their season. And for many of the local teams, the last game of the season is a lopsided match against a much higher ranked team. And the pod was designed to kind of help you know, take that sting away and have a couple more games in the finale of their careers. Definitely love it. The Academy Hockey Club, they are growing hockey. They have the Fall League and also the Nugs, which is short for Dayton Golden Nuggets historically, but it's also like a nice select team as well for the Fall. So definitely a lovely tournament. It is sad that my next broadcast won't be until November. I'm four shy of 1,100. That's telling you how many games I do in a hockey season. I reached a 1,000 in November, the first regular season tournament. And now I'm just about at 1,100. And that will do it for hockey, except, real quick... A shout-out to the Northern Kentucky Norse as they won the state title in Louisville. They took down the ice cards of Louisville Metro 5-4 to for the trophy. Also, head coach Jamie Antello, a good friend and also hopefully yours too. He's the coach of the year in the KHSHL, so congrats go out to Coach Antello and the Norse. Some nice hard work coming up to Crescent Springs. Definitely well-deserved young team, and that future is bright for NKY. So congrats go out to the Norse. And again, there's no connection with NKU and Northern Kentucky Norse, except the name. And now we'll talk on basketball. We'll start off with girls basketball as we have district champions. Congrats go out to the following in Southwest Ohio. For Division One. you have the Centerville Elks. The Walnut Hills Eagles out of Cincinnati, Mount Notre Dame out of Cincinnati, and Mercy McCauley, which used to be two separate schools, Mother of Mercy and McCauley. They are your Division One district champs. For Division Two, 
You have the Franklin Wildcats, the Valley View Spartans. By the way, Franklin Valley View Southwestern Buckeye League foes, and they will tangle again to move on to the playoffs. And also in Division Two, the Carroll Patriots. For Division Three, you have the Waynesville Spartans, the Versailles Tigers, and the Purcell Marion Cavaliers. For Division Four, you have the Redskins of Fort Loramie, the Legacy Christian Academy Knights, and the Tri-Village Patriots. Congrats go out to all those squads as we'll look at the regional semifinal schedule. And it's starting tonight at Springfield High School. First for Division 2, it's Franklin Valley View at 615. And you have the Battle of Carroll. At 8 o'clock, it is Bloom Carroll, which is around the central Ohio area, taking on Dayton Carroll. And for Division 1, tomorrow, Wednesday, March 6th, this is at Kettering Fairmont. Mercy McCauley versus Mount Notre Dame and Centerville Walnut Hills. And at Springfield for Division 3, also tomorrow, Wednesday, March 6th, Waynesville for Sales, Purcell Marion, Amanda Clare Creek. For Division 4, you have Tri-Village versus Minster and Fort Loramie versus Legacy Christian. This is at Butler High School, Thursday, March 7th. So congrats go out to the girls' basketball team still alive, still playing for the state title go get them represent Cincinnati and Dayton with all the class and now we'll talk about boys basketball because the districts have not been decided yet I think there have been a couple wins though we'll talk about division one and we'll start off with Cincinnati one that's a great place to start I believe Winton Woods wins the Cincinnati one bracket They'll take on Archbishop Muller. Remember, the Crusaders looking to go 26-0 for the first time since, what was it, the 1995 Zanesville Blue Devils team being undefeated, going wire-to-wire undefeated for a state title. Winton Woods Muller, Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. Winton Woods got there by knocking off Turpin, 53-52, coming off a 62-50 win against Fairfield and a 59-44 win against Lakota West. Turpin got to the game against Winton Woods by knocking off Mount Healthy 39, and the Owls moved forward by 62-57 win over Loveland. I know that was kind of backwards, so forgive me. That's the Lakota West High School Cincinnati 1 bracket. Again, Winton Woods, Moeller, play Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. For Cincinnati 2, this is also at Lakota West, Mason will represent Cincy 2 after knocking off the Milford Eagles 60-50. to Mason got a first-round bye, knocking off Withrow 54-37. Withrow moved on by beating Northwest by 2, 41-39. Milford started off first round with a 55-37 win over Harrison and a 59-49 OT win over LaSalle. Moving down towards Cincinnati 3, again, Mason taking the Cincinnati 2 bracket. For Cincinnati 3, you have Lakota East knocking off Princeton, 52-43. The Lakota East Thunderhawks knocked off Little Miami, 55-22 to move on. Lakota East has Kettering Fairmont Saturday, March 9th at UD Arena. Mason has Centerville March 9th at UD Arena, by the way. I'm sorry, I did not mention that. Little Miami got off the great start of the tournament. They knocked off their closest rival in the Kings Knights 45-44. It's a close match between the Knights and the Panthers. 
but then Little Miami had no answer for 15 and 5 Lakota East now 17 and 5 for Princeton their route had a 52-31 win starting off with 2 and 18 Anderson and then knocking off St. X 57-55 for falling to Lakota East 52-43 in Cincinnati 3. Lakota East has Fairmont at UD Arena March 9th. For Cincinnati 4, this was held at Hamilton High School. It is Elder, who went 10-10 in the regular season. They're catching fire at the right time. They knocked off Sycamore 56-42. Elder got a 47-40 win over Edgewood and a 43-41 OT win over Oak Hills. Sycamore, they got a 53-47 win over Walnut Hills, a 5-seed upset for the Aves, who also came in 10 and 10 as well and knocked off 12 and 8 Hamilton 47-44. Elder will take on Springfield at UD Arena March 9th at UD Arena. For Cincinnati 5 at Fairfield High School, Archbishop Moeller and again, the Crusaders, now 23-0, and they'll take on Winton Woods Saturday, March 9th. They knocked off Coleraine 67-51 to set up a battle with the Crusaders and Winton Woods Warriors. Archbishop Mola shut down Middletown 60-32 and then Talawanda 58-17 before knocking off the Coleraine Cardinals, who got a first round bye and moved on after a 51-48 win over Western Hills who moved on after knocking off Western Brown 62-35. And again, Moeller has went Woods. This is Dayton 1, and the Centerville Elks picked up a nice 63-51 win over Xenia to take on the Mason Comets at UD Arena. Originally, this was supposed to be at Centerville High School, but if you're playing, you can't be in your own bracket. So that's why they moved it to Tropwood. The Elks... Like I mentioned, 63-51 winners over Xenia and the Buccaneers. We have Samari Curtis, who had an outstanding season with the Buccaneers and will be moving on to play with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Can't wait to see what he can do. The Bucks came off a 76-74 OT win over Miamisburg, and the Vikings moved on after knocking off Lebanon 60-51. to for the Elks, they started off with a 64-29 win over Pequa and a 79-45 crushing of the Northmont Thunderbolts. Centerville has Mason Saturday. So we move on to Dayton 2. These are were at Centerville, with the exception of the first round. Tropwood held them. It is Fairmont knocking off Wayne 51-43. That happened last night. And now the Firebirds of Fairmont have Lakota East. Fairmont, they started off in the first bracket, knocking off Franklin, 72-36, and then Vandalia Butler, 64-53. Very important senior class for Butler. I think first time ever in Aviator Hoops history. They had, what was it, three or four straight 20-win seasons. Definitely, definitely very strong for Butler. Very, very important win for Fairmont. Very big wins for Fairmont. Very good wins for Fairmont. So Fairmont knocked off Franklin first, then Vandalia Butler, then Wayne to take on Lakota East this Saturday. Wayne on the other side. They start off with a 72-42 win over their neighbors to the south and the Stebbins Indians and a 53-49 win over Gwokville Beaver Creek. And we'll move on down to Dayton 3. 
This is held at Vandalia Butler High School. Can I just say, though, going back to Arcanum National Trail, calling that game on TGR, I've only been at Butler to help announce the Greater Miami Valley Wrestling Association Holiday Tournament. Seeing a basketball court there. Wait, where's the mats? What 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 is this setup? Dayton 3 held at Butler High School, and Springfield moves on by knocking off Sydney 65-60. The Wildcats got a 40-point win over neighboring Tecumseh 65-26. Actually, that would be 39 point, not 40 points. That's my vision. Thinking that was a 5 for some reason. Sorry. And Springfield knocked off Troy 67-43 to set up the 5-point win over the Yellow Jackets. And the Wildcats have the Elder Panthers at UD Arena. Sydney on the other side. A first round win over Carroll 48-35. And a 6-point win over Springboro 68-62. And that's your Division 1 brackets. We'll now talk about Division 2. It's hard to believe that basketball is winding down. Ice hockey is going to end this Sunday. And, you know, now talking about spring. Sure doesn't feel like spring. I think it's like 8 degrees outside. Burr. It will be the Aiken Falcons representing Mason 1. Again, this is Division 2 at Mason. And Thursday, March 7th at UD Arena, it will be Alter and Aiken in the Battle of the A's. Not be confused with A. So Aiken defeated Wyoming 65-56 to move on. A very impressive win over the Cowboys. Aiken started off with a 75-49 win over Wilmington and then knocked off Archbishop McNicholas 55-47. On the other side of the bracket, the Cowboys were coming off 72-55 wins over Summit Country Day. 59-44 win over Roger Bacon before falling to the Aiken Falcons. Again, Aiken Alter will be played Thursday, March 7th at UD. For Mason 2, it is the Taft Senators moving on. They'll take on the Northridge Polar Bears after defeating the Big Red of Hughes, 81-71. Taft got a 64-26 win over Bactavia to set up the battle with New Richmond, and the Senators dispatched the Lions 79-45 before taking on Hughes and moving on to play Northridge this Thursday. For Hughes, they were coming off a 59-48 win over Indian Hill for starting off with a very convincing 72-18 win over Norwood in the Indians. Now we move on to Springfield 1 in Division 2. Northridge, like I mentioned, will take on Taft. They dispatched the Raiders of Benjamin Logan 65-34. The Polar Bears knocked off Graham by 3, 59-56, to move on take on Kenton Ridge, who had a first-round bye, and the Polar Bears were on top 54-46. For the Raiders, they had a first-round bye, and the number 2 seed, they knocked off Urbana 69-54, who, before that, the Hill Climbers knocked off Springfield Shawnee, 64-49. Again, Northridge Taft, Thursday, March 7th. And for Springfield 2, it's Trotwood Masson knocking off Meadowdale, 95-38. And the Rams now 21-2. They'll take on Thurgood Marshall in a great battle of Dayton there, Thursday, March 7th. Your bracket looked like this. Trotwood knocked off Bell Fountain, 87-27. And then Greenville, winless Greenville, 83-38, before taking on Meadowdale, who knocked off Northwestern 76-46. And Meadowdale 
edged out Tippecanoe 45-44. Again, Drawwood, Thurgood Marshall, Thursday, March 7th. We continue on with Division 2. This is at Trent Arena, named Trent 1. Normally, it'd just be called Kettering. But Thurgood Marshall will take on Trotwood Madison, as you just heard. The Cougars are coming off a 67-53 win over Hamilton Baden. Thurgood Marshall knocked off Bellbrook by 40, 78-38. Clinton Massey, 68-51. Baden coming off 54-33 wins over Pontex Tech and 65-55 win over Oakwood. Again, Thurgood Marshall, Trotwood Madison, Thursday, March 7th. And now we move on to Trent 2. It is Archbishop Alter taking on Aiken as the Knights knocked off Bishop Fenwick 71-52. Alter knocked off West Carrollton first, 92-58, then Chaminade Julian, 61-35. Bishop Fenwick coming off a 50-35 win over Valley View and the 60-39 win over Monroe. And that's you to the Division 2 bracket. Again, sorry about the voice. It has to happen when, you know, college baseball season is supposed to swing up. More on that later because it's not happening today, which might be nice. I can rest my voice after this. Division 3, Western Brown 1, and Redding knocking off Georgetown 66-45. We'll take on Versailles Sunday, March 10th at UD Arena. Georgetown just one game before the Redding battle, and they knocked off North College Hill 50-38. The G-Men did. Redding... Had a first round bye as well. They knocked off Cincinnati Country Day 59-42. And Cincinnati Country Day knocked off Claremont Northeastern to set up the Reading and CCD game 67-44. Western Brown 2 has Clark Montessori taking on Anna at UD Arena Sunday, March 10th. And it starts off like this. Clark defeated Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 51-42. And again, it's Anna Clark Montessori, Sunday, March 10th. Now we move on to Princeton 1, Division 3. It's Deer Park coming off a 15-7 regular season. season. They knocked off Fayetteville Perry, 78-51. Then knocked off Seven Hills, 59-44 to take on Stivers, Sunday, March 10th at UD Arena. In Princeton 2, it's Purcell Marion knocking off Blanchester, 72-32 to take on National Trail. Now on to Northmont 1. Versailles edged out Brookville 48-46. That is a pair of very impressive wins for the Tigers. They'll take on Redding. Versailles coming off a 53-45 win over Twin Valley South. I was listening to that game before my Arcanum National Trail call. And the Panthers, a very good season for TVS, but could not hold off a very strong Versailles team. And Versailles knocked off Brookville by two. Very impressive team as well. That's a pair of very solid wins for Versailles. They got Redding, Northmont 2, Anna. They knocked off Preble Shawnee, 75-32. Take on Clark Montessori. We'll move on to Butler 1. Again, National Trail. They defeat Arcanum, 56-38. But they also knocked off Middletown Madison, which... Most local people would tell you Madison was probably one of the stronger teams in Division Three. National Trail took down the Mohawks 52-38 to set up a battle with Purcell Marion Sunday, March 10th at UD Arena. Very impressive win. National Trail has caught on fire. 
Congrats go out to the Blazers. And we'll look at Butler, too. It is Stivers representing that bracket. They knocked off Waynesville 63-54. And that's your Division Three brackets. And lastly, Division Four on the way. We'll start off with Pickwell 1. It's Fort Loramie edging out Ansonia 33-23 to take on Cincinnati Christian Friday, March 8th at UD Arena. Pickwell 2 has Jackson Setter edging out Rushi. 46-45. Yes, I know it's spelled Russia, but it's Rushi. Trust me. And Versailles is spelled like Versailles, but it's pronounced Versailles. Don't ask. So Jackson Center will take on Franklin Monroe Friday at UD Arena. As we move on to Cincinnati 1. By the way, that was Pickwell 1 and 2 I just mentioned. Cincinnati 1 has Cincinnati Christian. Knocking off Miami Valley Christian, 55-50, to take on Fort Loramie Friday. And New Miami moves on against... Gamble Montessori, 48-47, take on Springfield Catholic Central and the Irish. For Troy 1, it is Franklin Monroe knocking off Newton in another battle of the Cross-Carry Conference, 58-52. The Jets have Jackson Center. Springfield Catholic Central moves on from Troy 2 after a 62-57 win over Emmanuel Christian in Springfield. The Irish will take on the new Miami Vikings, and that is your boys basketball bracket update there's a lot and we will see how their season continues on very very impressive and very very sad we're getting this close to the end of winter sports it's not so sad when we're getting to the end of winter weather because I'm tired of the cold and I would like some sun out there there's some sun now but it's super cold I'm not going outside especially with this voice so now we move on from the hockey rink and the basketball court to indoor football. And you know how excited I am about the Columbus Destroyers coming back. They don't have the same color scheme. It is more an Oakland Raiders color scheme. Think of the first Columbus Destroyers logo and how beautiful it was. Red and blue, just like the Blue Jackets colors. Now picture that in grayscale. Same logo. It's a little bit cleaned up. The font's a little different on the logo, but uh, very nice. And I'm very excited to see what these destroyers can do. First signing for Columbus. And they have picked up defensive back Varma Sani on the first day of the free agency period. A veteran of five AFL seasons. Two-time first-team all-arena selection as a defensive back. And finished in the top five in tackles with the Albany Empire. Matthew Salk, the head coach of the Destroyers. Very excited to make him the first signing in Columbus. Very fortunate to sign him in 2014 when Portland had a squad. He's been a star in the AFL ever since. Plays the middle as a corner, as good as anyone in the league. And for him to sign with us shows the amount of trust he has with Columbus to put a winning product in Nationwide from day one. And Sonny adds, Columbus is a football town. The fan base is as good as any in the league. And he's also looking forward to play with Coach Salk again. And Sonny is 28 years old. Received first-team All-Arena honors as a rookie after making 86 tackles and picking off nine passes in 17 games for the Portland Thunder back in 2014. His efforts lighting him contracts with Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cleveland Browns of the NFL before coming back to the Thunder in 2015. Also with the Orlando Predators and Baltimore Brigade. 
He played his collegiate ball at University of Northern Iowa, second team all Missouri Valley member following his senior season in 2012. Big signing, and the Destroyers picking a defensive back with his career in the AFL. It should be a very nice stop. Now, of course, indoor football, it's 8 on 8, not 11 on 11. And most of the time, you see passes. If you see runs, you have a big boy carrying the ball. But I like that signing. And it says Columbus is serious about, you know, making a defensive team, then focusing on the offense. You can follow Columbus on Instagram at AFL Destroyers, on Twitter, AFL Destroyers, and on Facebook at AFL Destroyers. And also, there's a little blurb here. You can put $25 down for season tickets for the Destroyers. Like I said, can't wait. Hopefully, it's you know broadcasted somewhere where I can watch and see how the Destroyers do in their return to Columbus, Ohio. And speaking of Columbus, this past weekend was the first weekend of the MLS season. How did the crew and FC Cincinnati do? One team fared better than the other. And that's all I'm going to say about that. No, I'm just kidding. We'll start off with Columbus because it is a very big deal that the crew are staying put in Ohio because Anthony Precourt wanted nothing to do with Columbus. And I mentioned all the steps that the crew new owners are doing to bring the fans back in. I don't remember what the official tally was in terms of attendance, but it was a little under 18,000. A little under 18,000 coming out, and that's one of the highest attendances for Crew SC. And it's definitely never reached that high with Precourt, you know, running the reins. That tells you that Precourt did not care one lick about Columbus, which is sad. The crew are on 97.1 FM, I believe that's what I said. And also they have a Spanish stream, which it used to be Mega 92.5 or something like that. And now I think it's just a stream, but they have a Spanish broadcast as well. And they're on TV at FS Ohio, which, like I mentioned, it's... That's a great deal because you can see crew, and I think that's one up on FC Cincinnati's deal because, again, FC Cincinnati's on Star 64, which is a regional channel in Cincinnati, whereas FS Ohio, if you have, you know, cable or satellite, you should get that channel. So the crew tied with the Red Bulls 1 1, and FC Cincinnati fell at Seattle 4 1, although FC Cincinnati did get their first goal. And led 1-0 until the Sounders pounded three in the first half and one more in the second to take the deal. There was someone that posted on Twitter that FC Cincinnati fans won in the MLS. And then once they saw what it was going to be like, let us out, let us out. Which, no, come on. It, it's a tough start to the schedule. Seattle, on the road, a well-established program. Yeah, so... Not a bad start for the Columbus crew. One draw. And for FC Cincinnati, yeah, you don't want to lose by three. But at the same time, you're in the MLS. Things are going to take baby steps. You're not going to... You're not... If you're expecting to hoist the cup in the first year, you might want to curb your enthusiasm. But 
It's baby steps. And it's a marathon, not a full-on sprint. So, it was nice to see soccer back in action. It was also nice in Springfield. It was the last day of the tournament. Columbus was taking on Winnipeg. And those are the two teams I like the most. Well, by like, I mean, I like Winnipeg a lot. And I'm really, really happy to see the Jets very successful these past two seasons. And Columbus, well, it's a love-hate relationship. Mostly, I hate the fact that Columbus can't, you know, win or, you know, you know, win a playoff series. With all the ads that Columbus did, you'd think that they, they're all in, but you lost to Edmonton 4 nothing in a Saturday afternoon game, which I'm still shocked about. The Oilers, it's been a rough year for them. Whereas Winnipeg, I get it. It's, that's a competitive team. So, I, I'm not mad. I mean, like I said, Jets and Blue Jackets, I, I, I like those two teams. So, it was nice to listen to it on 97.1 until I got into Fairborn. Then it just became too staticky and I had to turn it off, which made me sad because there's, you know, there wasn't any local sports going on in Dayton, at least any to talk about, I guess. So there you go. That would do it. That's episode 87 in the books and we covered a lot of local Sin Day sports for you here. And one final note before we bid you adieu this week. College baseball does start this week, but not today. I might have dropped that hint a little earlier, but the schedule's changed a little bit. Now it's Thursday. The Flyers will host Purdue-Fort Wayne, and then Friday the Flyers host Ohio, and then a doubleheader Saturday against Canisius, and at Wright State Sunday it's Canisius-Ohio at 11, and Wright State-Dayton at 3. So definitely, definitely prepare for college baseball and also hopefully warmer weather on the way. This has been episode 87 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Again, visit PulsePodcastNetwork.com, the network that this podcast is affiliated with. Again, good people doing good things. And also... If you do feel like chipping in money per month, it's anchor.fm slash the Lee W. Mallon. And if you want, you can participate in listener support. And you don't have to, like I mentioned, but if you want to, it is there. This has been the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. Hopefully next week, my voice is back at 100%. But until then... Keep on following Cincinnati and Dayton Sports. Pulse Podcast Network. This has been another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the local Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Closing theme by James Anderson, from freepd.com. Follow the podcaster on Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen, spelled T H E L E E W M O W E N, and the podcast on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown. Like the Facebook page, The Gem on the Queen's Crown. 
For every link and platform available to listen to the local Sunday Sports Podcast, please visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast. Would you like a question about sports answered on the podcast? Send a message on Twitter at either account or visit theleewmowen.com and click Contact Me and your question might be answered in a future episode. Thank you for listening and your support of this podcast.